0: Especially as people uh, find themselves moving away from environments that no longer serve that next level of themselves, they, you feel lost. And I think we definitely went through that period where we felt lost, we felt lonely, yeah. we we felt misunderstood. Yeah. Welcome everyone to the first episode of Find Your Calm, where we sit and explore various health modalities regarding mental, physical, spiritual awareness, and everything beyond. On this first episode, I'm really excited to have someone very near and dear to me. He is the chair of various companies. He has been my business partner for the last 14 years, my husband, a father of my children, lover, and everything in between, Timothy Wilson. Welcome, honey. Hey. (laughs) Thank you for having me. So um, I'm really excited about this because you and I have cultivated what is now kind of what we're bringing to the table here with Find Your Calm. We have had this relationship once we decided to leave the U.S., uh, where we had these daily coffee talks that turned into tea talks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> where we explored um, every aspect of life as we grew. And the beautiful part about that is that it allowed us to grow. It allowed us to ask crazy questions. It allowed us to explore things, bring it to the table. And I know that not everyone has that ability. Not everyone is fortunate to have that. Sure. So one of the key topics that I know is always comes up in our conversations is how our backgrounds have shaped us and I want to explore that a little further today kind of give them people a sneak peek <laughs> yeah, yeah. into our tea talk daily tea talks conversations and how that helped to mold and create find your calm uh media today
1: oh yeah um so that's a a huge file I, I would uh-huh. guess right because we come from similar but very different backgrounds um
0: especially culturally
1: right especially culturally so you had um you had a two-parent household i did not mm-hmm. um originally from new orleans uh i moved to atlanta for two years what was that maybe sixth seventh grade for like just a couple of years from middle school i guess and then to uh Houston for high school, mm-hmm. um, so I, I left and moved with my dad when I was eleven, twelve years old. But I had a pretty, pretty fortunate childhood for the most part, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I got to travel with my dad. We we traveled every summer uh, around the states. Um, I lived in pretty decent neighborhoods most of the time, <laughs> <laughs> not all the time, but most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had I was surrounded by family. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of who I was with or where I was, I was still surrounded by family. So um, moving to Houston and eventually hitting tough times was like the first time where it really, I really got to experience that, uh, those tough moments or those hood moments, if you would, right? Mm-hmm. So um, experiencing, you know, lights being cut off. You know, water being cut off, you know all these kind of different things. so those things definitely shape you for the good and the bad mm-hmm. um, they they set expectations um, whether you look at it as this is gonna be my life or I no longer want this to be my life
0: right right
1: um, and they also kind of set things of of how you choose to view. Uh, how you want to live your, you know, your entire adulthood. Right. So, yeah, so then, you know, college and college was the same thing. Once after after high school, I kind of ended up being in that cycle. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I went to college in Atlanta and I was I lived in every hood in Atlanta you can you can think of. So um, it wasn't until we uh <laughs> found each other again, I guess, uh, to say, um, where I started, I started the, uh, the level up, so to speak.
0: (laughs) I I mean, definitely. Right. My, my background's a lot like yours coming from a Latin family, but looking black and having to deal with the cultural nuances of living in the deep South in Texas and comprehending, you know, that there, there are definitely some differences and, also being raised with the dogma of spiritual, of just religion. Um, and there was no acceptance of anything outside of that realm. So when you're sheltered on top of that, it's like layers and layers of of programming you have to undo. And, um, even when it comes to health, which, you know, health is, is not just the physical, right. As we've learned throughout the years, there is the mental, there's the spiritual, there's so many different aspects of it, financial health, right. We were not taught Growing up, and we had to undo and unlearn a lot over the last five to six years. Absolutely. I think that with those similar backgrounds, we kind of had to be each other's therapists. Yes. And a lot of times, um, especially as people uh, find themselves moving away from environments that no longer serve that next level of themselves you feel lost. And I think we definitely went through that period where we felt lost, we felt lonely, we, yeah. we felt misunderstood. Yeah. And the goal of Find Your Calm is to make sure that we can kind of create that me- community that embodies you so that you don't feel lost, that you feel that sense of purpose um, in whatever area of life you're trying to go through. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and, and seek that knowledge that we really had to piecemeal
1: We had to piecemeal a lot of
0: knowledge, right? Together and realize, like, wait a minute, this is this is a whole ecosystem, right? It all it all intertwines. So, I think it'd be good for us to kind of maybe dive into, um, you know, given that our backgrounds are so similar, what was that turning point for us where we were just like, in your opinion, right? What was that turning point? We were like, life has got to change. There's got to be something more.
1: Um, I don't know if there was a singular one. I know that. For sure, it was in phases, mm-hmm. right? So obviously, the first one was, um, I would say maybe going through bankruptcy. But I think we were in such turmoil at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think we really had time to, to, to really sit down and, and I, th- I think we were going through it, right, at the time more than anything, more right. than assessing. It was just we were we were in it and mm-hmm. we were stuck, right. Maybe when we started uh started manifesting uh mm-hmm. sessions basically. We mm-hmm. we found the secret, you mm-hmm. know, reading um Thinking Grow Rich. Thinking go Rich, right. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Like that those were phases. And that was the beginning of it because we used to watch YouTube videos all, all day. Manifesting, right. looking right. at um uh stuff on atlantis and the bahamas right. and all that stuff like that right <laughs> what we
0: wanted our future to be <laughs> yeah
1: um and and then i think it was another phase when we were considering initially which was moving to australia
0: yes the land of, right? we had a book the land of oz the land
1: of oz right <laughs> um that's so wild but that was our original before anything before the the traveling and creating one family was right moving to australia right And just get away, getting away from it all. Mm -hmm. So I I would say, yeah, it was just it happened in phases, at least for me. Yeah. Um, What those moments of realizing not only there's something better, but it's achievable, Mm -hmm. and that was the beauty. That's the beauty of having a spouse that you are um, on the same page with, because. Uh (laughs) <laughs> Anyone who does this by themselves, that is a tough and lonely road. It, it has to be because yeah. it was it was tough and lonely for us, but it was comforting, we it and we had we had each other. Right. So having each other made it so much yeah. easier because you know if I had a good day, you had a bad day, you had a bad day, I had a good day, whatever. Or we both having great days, yeah. we were we were feeding off of each other. Yeah, that energy. And so um, it was easy for. It's it's always easier to walk through, you know, the 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 cave, so to speak, <laughs> when you have someone by your side, when you have um, someone to hold you accountable, someone yeah. to to cheerlead, whatever or, whatever it is that you or the other person needs. Yeah, yeah. So that was, I think that was probably what were those years? Maybe twenty fifteen to twenty fourteen, then maybe twenty. Seventeen? Yeah. That gradual progression. Yeah.
0: And, and I would say that for me the, the true turning point was being pregnant with Aria, five months pregnant. Yeah. And collapsing that morning. And yeah. her not moving and going, and you having to pick me up. Yeah. Or go to the hospital. I feel like I've told the story so many times yeah. now. <laughs> for sure. And um, you know, just my entire left side going numb and being pregnant and you're sitting there and it's like your mortality is you're facing that because you're like is my baby gone um am i paralyzed like what is happening with me because i can't feel her moving i can't feel this side so what is going on and then realizing that stress yeah was a contributor that my body had experienced a mock stroke you kind of feel cheated Right? Because we were following all the right rules, I'd gone to college, gotten a good job, you know, done all the right things, networked, found the right people, we had the house, we had the two cars, like we did it with like American dream achieve check mm-hmm. but at what cost mm-hmm. and for me, that was the catalyst that and you know me, like I see something I'm like, new goal, yeah, change. Yeah. and it's like <laughs> squirrel yeah I'm on like I'm moving to the next thing, but that was that was a very pivotal moment, and I think that that really began the heavy research for me to figure out, well, if stress causes this, what else does it cause? Is what is, what, what else happens? And we know that, you know, once Aria was born, her left side of the body had that entire birthmark.
1: Birthmark. Yeah.
0: And so that's what led me to begin studying epigenetics. Yeah. And so find your calm is kind of that entire, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, culmination of years and years of research and exploration. And, um, you know, like you said, as as we kind of went down and we, we were doing all the studying, we went through bankruptcy and we finally got fed up. We left the U.S. in 2018. Our first stop. One way ticket was to Thailand.
1: Well, before you get to that. OK. Um, I Because this journey is. It is infinite. Right. Mm-hmm. There is no top of the mountain. No. Uh, when it comes to life, you're at the top of
0: perpetual student,
1: there you go. (laughs) You know, at the moment you're at your highest point and that means, but that doesn't mean you can't go any higher. Correct. And so it's funny you mentioned that. I, I didn't think about it at first, but when it came to another moment, it took up until what was that? A few months ago when I, when I realized that I had a mental breakdown. I had a meltdown. Mm-hmm. That's what, you know, on top of the thing with Aria. Yeah, that's what led me to quit my job. Right, in in, in the fashion that I quit, in the
0: quit it quite as, glorious as, that
1: I quit. Right, <laughs> it was it was kind of on some TV stuff. So, um, but I realized in that moment, not being able to be uh, around my family, um, having the stresses of work, mm-hmm. having another, another child, and the first one. With Jordan, you know, I didn't see that much because I was working so much. All
0: the time, right.
1: So all of these things accumulated, and there's a whole bunch more, but it it took, I think I quit in 2014 probably, and this is 2023. So it it took almost 10 years.
0: To kind of bring that full circle. To
1: bring that full circle into, in all of that time, um, just kind of replaying and assessing when you, when you're going back and you're trying to heal, you you have to go back yeah. and you might, might have to go back multiple times. Mm-hmm. And so it took up until before we had that speaking engagement, maybe a week or so before that. And yeah. it's like, Holy crap. I had a, you know, I had a whole meltdown, a whole, you know, chaotic breakdown or whatever you want to speak, whatever you want to say. So
0: yeah.
1: um, that was a moment for sure.
0: But I think that's pivotal because it speaks to the environment, right? And we talk about this often, men do not speak up enough about the stresses and the things that impact them day to day,
1: yeah.
0: right? There's a lot of things in society that are held over them, whether it's, you've got to be the provider, or you've got to be this, or you've got to be that, yeah. um, opposed to, and, and I understand, and as we've talked about, right, we're, we're untraditional in, the, in, mm-hmm. the, in that sense, right? Um, because at the end of the day, you're human. You still have these feelings, you still have emotions, you still have a background, you still have childhood traumas. There are things that you have to work through the same as I do. And that impacts your ability to um, exist at the best version of yourself. So, the environment that we were in at the time, while we had achieved what appeared to be the American dream, it was quite literally draining us. Mm-hmm. It was not sustainable and it wasn't conducive. For the family that we wanted to have, and that is what that plus a slew of other factors yeah. <laughs> is what led us to say, you know what? There's got to be more to life. Like we don't want to wait to live life once we retire. We want to live life now with the kids. Right. And everybody thought we were nuts. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we literally. were crazy. They were like, "You're going to go live in huts in Thailand? What are you? Yeah. What are you doing? That's crazy. <laughs> Your kids are so little."
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: but. I mean, looking back at the experience, it really elevated me personally in such a way because I got a chance to heal and learn things that have allowed me to be who I am now. Understanding energy, food being your medicine, how the soil in you know, the ground grows your food and, and how it can be tempered in such a way to produce the ideal crop. Mm-hmm. Um and when you begin to learn those things, you don't see the world the same way anymore, mm-hmm. right? You, sure. you see that everything you touch is energy. Every interaction that you have impacts your aura field. Um, the food that you consume is no longer just food. It's energy that impacts your mental, your physical, you know, you're all of these different things. So um, it becomes so crucial for your existence and your peace to be protected. Yeah. And, um, I think that's naturally hard for a lot of people because a lot of times we come from very traditional environments and it's like, you know, ancestral tradition, you have to honor the dead and and everything that comes with it. And it's like, well, what about honoring myself? Yeah. What does that look like? Um, and I think that it, it took us a while to kind of figure that, I think you got there before I did like Mm -hmm. honoring yourself. Oh yeah. I think you totally got there before I did because my... My culture, coming from that okay. Latin background, it yeah. was so heavily steeped in honor the family, the family must be around no matter what, no yeah. matter what they do. Um, and that included even if they were toxic. Yeah. And we could never call a thing a thing. Yeah. And.
1: Okay. Right? I see that.
0: So. <clears throat>
1: I think I had practice, though, when it came to <laughs> us dating. Well, yeah. Because, you know, there was yeah. issues there. So, <laughs> it, I from the very beginning i chose you you did so you did you always chose that meant a huge separation from um uh, maybe certain people but i just say my family um it was a it was a rough transition in the beginning (laughs) so i had to separate myself because i knew what i wanted and what was good for me right Cause I had to live my life. Nobody else had to. Correct. Correct. You know, so it was, it was a love from a distance kind of thing, um, for, for a while actually with, uh, with my family. So maybe I had, I had some practice when it came to that.
0: I, I think you did. I think you did, but creating those boundaries is like a love letter to yourself. And, it can feel very, um, mm. especially when you grow up in a very religious household, yeah. creating those boundaries create, can feel very, you feel guilty mm-hmm. a lot of times. You'll feel very um, selfish. Yeah. And even being selfish is a love letter to yourself. We learned that throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and embracing and changing the negative connotation of that word for it to mean something beautiful for yourself. You know, self-care is a moment of selfishness hmm. And as for me, especially for me, because you were always on me about this, <laughs> taking time for me doing the self care, um, which is exactly why, you know, I've created what I've created, because I understand for very busy people, for people who are always on the go in our modern world, we don't we don't live in a society that allows us to easily take an hour or two each day to decompress.
1: Sure.
0: Right. We need that time. We we would love to take that time and say, yes, I can do this. But then you've got the kids, you've got dinner, you've got calls to make, you've got emails. So finding those moments can feel very invasive. And there's mm-hmm. still that guilt factor, no matter what religion you're a part of. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you always feel like you can give your time to something else. So creating this community with Find Your Calm, creating decompression realm to answer the call of the uh the micro moments helping people find their calm um has been a love letter to myself yeah i was like epiphany like just that was powerful yeah (laughs) like just now (laughs) um because i wish i would have had this years ago to start the habits of enjoying the micro moments with the tea with the eye massager, with candles, just saying yes to me in that moment because I could have prevented that hospital moment. I could have prevented other hormonal issues, you know, just by being able to relax.
1: Sure, but you know me, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of like a, a a Doctor Strange, I guess. Like everything happens for a reason. Exactly. There's there's, <laughs> exactly. there's a there's a purpose for it all because without it. You know, does it mean as much that right. you come to the same conclusions? Right. Do You you know, you have to do trial by fire or, or, or go through the fire, so to speak, just to uh, understand what lies before you. Correct. Right. Go you ahead. can you can have the tools to do whatever it is you want to do. But if you don't know how to use them,
0: it doesn't. Yeah. It's,
1: they're useless. It's right. So yeah. when it came to going through all of that stuff, we had to go through it. Individually and together, right? To be able to properly understand what it is that we're dealing with now, yeah. What it is that that we've created, whatever. Yeah. So I get it. Trust me. It's it's always it's (laughs) always gonna be. If I knew uh, then what I know now, hindsight twenty
0: twenty. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hindsight is always twenty twenty, but at the same time, you know, just because you know something now, if you knew it back then. It would completely change the landscape of the journey you of, went through. Of the journey, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It was, yeah, you can get ahead of things, but you're getting ahead of something that you haven't even gone through yet. That right. you don't even you might even might not even go through at all. Right. Right. So right.
0: absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we've gone through the fire. Yeah. We have learned a lot, and we are now exploring this next level of ourselves. So tell me what you're most excited about in the next one to three years. One to three.
1: One to three years.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we like to say very, very attainable goals here. Not one to five, one to three. <laughs>
1: one to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I most excited about? I think with the knowledge that we have obtained and with the action that we have taken, I think what I'm excited about is interesting how how it it, it changed over time. Mm-hmm. I was I used to be excited because of our our goal was like just retirement, 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 and then what that looked like. Right. Um, and I think we had a different we have a different view of it now than we totally did then. <laughs> so I think it's more so I am looking forward to living a. Um, more controlled, peaceful life. Mm-hmm. Meaning, we have complete control over our finances, our mentality, mm-hmm. um, what our life looks like. Right. It's not controlled by uh, who we're working for. The you know, it's it's not controlled by one or two streams of income. Right. You know, it's it's living in our manifestation. Right. Let me put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. It's finally living, fully living in our manifestation um, and being able to start manifesting something new from that point on. Right. So when I say control, I, I know it's like, you know, you're never fully in control. I get that. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's a balance. Yeah. There's things that you absolutely absolutely can't control and there's just things that you can't. Right. But when I say control, I mean over the things that you can control, we have finally, we're finally living in, the manifestations and and the controls that we have been um, working so hard to 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 get to. Yeah. So that you know with that the kids are getting older now.
0: I know.
1: Right. So know. they're more we have a teenager. I know. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> We have a teenager.
1: So they're more efficient. <laughs> right. Like, we don't have to cook breakfast every right. morning any, anymore right. like you know the girls can do that on their own. So not only that, but exploring us as a couple. Right. Because what does
0: life look post-parenting?
1: Right. No, and you're, well, you <laughs> can't you're always say, parent, You're always parenting, but
0: full-blown. We didn't get them. to like
1: you always say. We didn't get to fully date. No. Long.
0: Not not long enough.
1: Not long enough because <laughs> we had Jordan, but right. now with them being older and they're more self-sufficient, mm-hmm. we have more time and more opportunities to start actually dating. Right. Right, and this it's a it's a a blessing I guess that we have been together this long. Mm-hmm. And 14 years. And still want to date, right? <laughs> I still a,
0: like you. A, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> just enough. Just, just enough. Just enough. enough to survive. So um I'm excited for that but but um all in all though the the fruition of all of you know the the ideas and all of the manifestations that we've put out the hard work coming into fruition all of the businesses getting all of our you know the family trust and everything that we have going on that will that generates true generational wealth not just us and the kids but literally their children and their children absolutely if they you know see fit to do that so absolutely
0: and i think it's it's important to to call out the fact that while you think of find your calm it immediately lends to the notion of oh this is like meditation and wellness like it's so much bigger than that right with what we're building find your calm is finding your calm in all aspects of life and you cannot live life without resources and resources demands currency and currency is money right so being able to have financial education on top of your health your medical condition being up to par and that pairing with the physical meaning what you eat what you do how you move your body you know um avoiding certain chemicals and things right those that pairs with that and then when you're talking about the spiritual whether you're religious you know whether you believe in god or a source or whatever that may be that is a huge part of your life so being able to tie all of these things together it it is a blueprint that we realize like all of these things connect it's not just about having one it's about having all of them Mm -hmm. working in tandem and so as you you know you're talking about the manifestation of our life and you know our our family trust and things i'm sure some people are like wait what like (laughs) (laughs) what are we talking about here i thought we were here for meditation no this this the goal of this is to for it to be an ecosystem that you can go to for various pieces of knowledge because um, I mean, half of the reason for divorce is finances. Yeah. The other half of it is irreconcilable differences or infidelity or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And we can explore those areas as well. Cause a lot of times it's due to lack of satisfaction or lack of communication mm-hmm. or, you know, so there's so many different areas to explore when it comes to find your calm. And I'm, I'm kind of excited to share this, you know, the, a piece of us with the world. And, um, there's some things that are sacred that are just for us that, yeah. you know, will never be shared. But our, our methodologies, things that we've learned, things that we're still learning, because, yeah. you know, like we're, you know, like we say, we're perpetual students. Um, but so that they, too, have a chance to explore the best version of themselves.
1: Absolutely. That was very well said. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, our show today was brought to you by Decompression Realm a wellness company that creates products to help you relax and sleep better by capitalizing on the micro moments of life. Visit them at www.decompressionrealm.com. You've heard us talk a lot today about the Find Your Calm community um, and just the overall concept of what Find Your Calm media involves. So we want you to join in on the conversation after every podcast or even in between. So visit us at find.com. UrCalm.com, which takes you right to our publication or online magazine, or you can visit us directly at our community, which is community.findurcalm.com.